attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about an elite force of highly skilled teams operating with robotic-like precision in the hopes to bringing pride to the ruins of a struggling, crime-ridden industrialized city are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Sochi Olympic Games? See, because you thought we were talking about Detroit, and it was a different, yep. ravaged part of the world. We zigged when they thought we were going to zag. Old yeah. Detroit. They call you it. You see, a, Robocop is coming out this week. You see. You see. They call it in comedy a reach around <laughs> or a redirect. What is it? <laughs> I think it's a reach it around. No, it is a reach around. I think around. Truth in Comedy calls it a reach around. Uh, is that what Sharna Halpern called uh-huh. it? Uh huh. I think it's called a reach around. Length, the reach around. <laughs> yes. That's outstanding. I look forward to reading it. Sloppy Seconds is when. You go on after Jerry Seinfeld. You yes and, that's you all. You yes and, so yes, that's it's just another sloppy word. seconds. They, n- they whittled that down over the years to yes and. It used to be sloppy saying, and after <laughs> a while, Del Close is like, I can't say this uh, all, you know, as much as I want. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. But the shop owner and his son, that's a different story altogether. I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. <laughs> You've reached Ground Zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on the show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour plus as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in beautiful downtown Burbank. If you're new to the power of the movie showcast, quick housekeeping, then we'll get to the show. You can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Search the movie showcast or the movie guys and we come right up. And don't forget, we're also available on WBAD Radio at WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Quick couple of words about WBAD. They have tens of thousands of listeners, right? Many tune into the show. Yes. And growing every week. So if you you head to the site, and it's not Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. You can still get it there, right? You can actually go and and get our thoughts and opinions on movies at the new movie blog we have set up at WBAD.net. So our articles and things like that are getting posted up there, reviews and what have you. So check it out. We always always have a presence at WBAD.net, and we're happy to be there. Now, uh, as always, please subscribe where possible. Tell your friends, share and like posts and videos and all that stuff at The Movie Guys on Twitter and on Facebook. We are The Movie Guys. Around the horn, that's me, your host, Paul Preston, as well as Adam Witt. Hello. Lee Caius, Karen Volpe, a regular Movie Guys, out one more week as she stars in a production of Me and My Girl. Joining us later in the show is a comedian and stand-up comic who has appeared on The Late Show with David Letterman, Mad TV, and his recent appearances on the likes of Happy Endings and At Midnight, Matt Bronger yeah. will be with Ding us. Ding-donger with the Matt Bronger. He actually yeah. has uh, another thing. distinction. Uh, one of the very few stand-up comedians to be on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. That not, that's a cool that's a cool thing you I I really think fewer men that's have rare. landed on the moon than have done stand up <laughs> on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. With Conan O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. With, with last week's uh, guest Doug Caro who who was working on that show as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. they got a, all the guys who have when they see each other they got to do a little sting thing or <laughs> nod or whatever. They get that knowing glance. You were there. Like people <laughs> who were in there. the room. They'll have a burn on the back of their hand. Did you know Matt Bronger came from at midnight to this show? That's where he was right before he recorded. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, we're, we're going to talk to him later. Which I think is the type of show that exists, yeah, it honestly. Cool it's it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. But it's only 8:30. Huh? <laughs> at at midnight? Do oh. they play that Later? Wait a minute. So we have, we have uh, Paulie, Adam, and Matt. So this means guiding you through the movie offerings for Valentine's Day will be four guys. So there you go. What's new this weekend? We will cover all the new films as February kicks into high gear. February. 
taking sing it. Karen. It just makes me move when I hear that. <laughs> Let's talk about the films. Uh, it's taking the the magic mailbox from the lake house one step further is a tale. The lake of house. Colin now is that the Farrell. one with the? What's that? Is that the one with Sam Jackson? That's Lakeview Terrace. Okay. So what's the one where Ben Kingsley doesn't want Pacific Heights? Okay. Right. No. Wait. Pacific Rim. That's Michael Rim. Keaton. Right. Who was in? Ah, the sand the of paper. the beach in the fog. Okay. <laughs> Hope uh, floats. I think one of them was in Hope floats. <laughs> Colin Farrell's a man who travels through time in a desperate search for the love of his lives in Winter's Tale, and then we flash back to the '80s with not one, not two, but three mm. '80s remakes. First up, does love have to be so complicated? Sure, it does. If you want to make a movie about it, well, they did twice, and they're calling it about last night. Hmm. And endless love. Finally, you want to wash that endless love Winter's Tale and about last night out of your mouth? <laughs> a big gulp of RoboCop ought to do it. He suffered fourth-degree burns over 80% of his body. If he survives, he'll you be paralyzed McDonald's from the waist down, confined to a wheelchair. You say you can save him, but what does that mean? What kind of life will he have? Robocop. The row is for romantic. Oh, you mm. don't say. Yeah. Yummy. The one thing that could save him is Bowflex. And it just turns into a Bowflex infomercial for like two minutes of the trailer. <laughs> He's a walking Bowflex machine. <laughs> he does have abs, Robocop. Absolutely. They put him in the armor. Of steel. Remember when they first did that for Batman's costume? It's like they put abs in there and muscles and whatever. It's like the guy just can't have them anymore. I thought it was good. Not that Adam time. West ever did, but. Because for some reason we were locked into, oh, well, you got to get a guy with a bunch of muscles to play Batman. And then they would cast Michael Keaton. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa this, this can't be. And they're like, we're going to put it on the No, no, we got it covered. Don't worry. But he, can't, yeah. <laughs> but he can't look like Michael Keaton. He's got to have all the muscles. Yeah. yeah. He better have muscles. We got it covered. We got a costume. You seriously do not want to just mold Michael uh, 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 Michael Keaton's chest and then just cover that in black and make that the thing. <laughs> he's a regular guy out there doing regular guy stuff. Except he's How really, amazing would that be? How amazing would that be if they had taken Adam West, paunchy Adam West, and like did the whole thing where they put the clay over him so that they could cast his body and then do a plastic molded rubber version of his actual gut and man titties? And then that's what the costume And they put is. that on Michael Keaton? Old chum. <laughs> Their little nod to the original. In a nod to the original. Yeah. Updated by Well, it's Tim all Burton. 80s uh, remakes, including Winter's Tale, which I know, you know, about last night, Endless Love. And Robocop were 80s movies. But Winter's Tale is new, but it's based on a book that was written in the 80s. So it counts! Mm. 80s remake week. And we promised you some Robocop, so let's lead with some Robocop. And with Karen out of the studio... Bitches leave! Well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> that was uncalled Thank for, Clarence Boddicker. Wow. Clarence Boddicker. That's Clarence Boddicker. That is not the whole generation is just finding out that the dad from that 70s show was a complete... Asshole. Yeah, he in the was original a Robocop. Major bad guy. Yeah, yeah major yeah. bad guy. One of the best. But well, uh, Karen, since uh, she's not here, Adam, let's talk about Robocop. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. <laughs> the world of tomorrow. At the end of every day. Who's ready to be disappointed? <laughs> because a new Robocop is in theaters near you, and the only difference between this one and the original Robocop is this one's completely unnecessary. <laughs> When a coalition of film archivists discovered that the original RoboCop contained no digital effects, a crack team of film restoration experts went to work restoring the film to meet the needs of modern teens, taking out all of the flaws in the original, down to the plot line and cast. Now finally, we can see a restored version of RoboCop so clean you'd swear it was made, you'd swear it was a different movie. It's a reboot, Adam. It's not the old movie redone, it's a, it's a whole new movie. Oh, 
Can I get a second read on that then? No, no. We have uh, four movies to get to. Uh, not enough time. RoboCop has been updated and remade because it's a thing, and that's what happens to things. <laughs> the movie has been given a facelift. I mean, literally, because now the RoboCop faceplate oh. actually lifts up. This way, we can see more of uh, whoever the guy is who plays him. <laughs> Robo- RoboCop 4, we'll call it, is given a CGI facelift as well. You know, for kids. So that RoboCop can finally fight hundreds of RoboCops. Now, I understand replacing practical effects, you know, uh, but why is manic sensory assault always a byproduct? Can't they vent that out in the cooling process? RoboCop 4 tells the same story as RoboCop about a half-man, half-robot crime fighter that cleans up the streets of a futuristic city, except... They found no digital replacement for the original's beloved trademark cynicism, Mm. replacing it instead with sincerity. And isn't sincerity what we all hate about CGI to begin with? (laughs) (laughs) This is another one of those trailers that really makes you want to see the movie for no other reason than to see just how on earth they can string together so many explosions into the plot of a single movie. This movie takes place in some sort of topian future, either dis or you. Depending upon whether you think Samuel L. Jackson as Tony Stark is a good thing or not. Oh, that's right. That's right. Samuel L. Jackson is in this. <laughs> I see. So it looks like even though they've gone all Batman with RoboCop's new sleek black suit, they've certainly gone Dark Knight with the casting, filling the supporting hmm. roles with high-end talent like Jackson and Gary Oldman. And Michael Keaton, leaving us wondering what other remakes might be around the corner. It's an 88 Magnum. It shoots through schools. <laughs> of course, from <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Dangerously. Dangerously. Yes. Oh, and I just looked this up, Adam. Uh, here we go. Oh, Joel Kinnaman plays RoboCop. Oh, Joel Kinnaman from... Shit, I don't know. Go on. Okay. I thought anyway. I had something there. So, with its proven source material and high pedigree, the question remains, why isn't this a summer release? I have no answer for that. For show complete. Now, uh, a joke from last week. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Studios remake these movies because they have an image of the American public, and it sounds like this. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but the question on your mind is probably, what's the Valentine's Day message of RoboCop? Well, a man is so in love with his wife that not even death can keep them apart. No, it's that chicks love a man in uniform, especially if he has abs of steel. There you go. Yay. And they're actual steel. What? Whatever. Oscar potential movie will I pass up to see this piece of shit this weekend? I know. (laughs) Will I pass up 12 Years a Slave? (laughs) Will I pass up her? Gravity? (laughs) Gravity again? Uh, To see this. I think it it has a chance of being like another, because I know you're a big fan of Dread, which I've yet to see. Yeah. And that's bad on me. I saw instead... Dallas Buyers Club. I'm crazy. Okay. But um, that's me. <laughs> now, Dread, though, is, do you think this could be another Dread, or is it just not going to be? Cause, which looked bad, but you said it was great. Yeah. Well, Dread had this, like, this this rocket fire point of view about it. It just it just, it just just fires like a bullet through the, the, the plot line of that movie and just sort of shreds it with confidence. This movie, I don't know if it looks that confident. It's weird because the elements, I can't tell quite what they've what they've taken from the original and sort of juggled it. But there's a weird thing in the trailer that makes me feel really fearful because why would you feature this in the trailer unless it's like a big deal? Is the, we're going to make a lot of money. 
there's like this whole marketing thing. Like Michael Keaton's like a like a, a advertising guy, like in at the beginning of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, going, "Hmm, how about black? Yeah, yeah. Hmm, maybe this, maybe that." And you're like, it, "This is the." I mean, I, I know Omni Consumer Products is supposed to be this sort of cynical sort of thing, but like the advertising angle on it, I'm like, oh, "Who gives a fuck?" <laughs> right? I mean, that was yeah. a, that was like a cynical comment on the sort of greedy '80s and 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 all the you know weapons you know, of the 80s and stuff like that. And the first one, uh, I don't know that it was like the military applications, even if it shoots a guy in the office, you know, that's like a political comment of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with this one. Yeah. It's just saying, hmm, I'm thinking long and hard about whether it should be black. Do you think they'll do a more human side of RoboCop in this? Well, or that's you... that's actually a difference I've read, right? They, yeah, well, the... I, I notice in the trailer, he's got the family. I'm like, well, we got to go back to the family at some point. Yeah, I mean, that's... see what he becomes. Plus, it's cast as Abby Cornish, right? Who's a name-ish of sorts, so <laughs> she's got to show up again, right? She can't just, like, become RoboCop, and then you don't see the wife again. Uh, yeah, exactly. I really want to tell you something. That's the one that keeps flashing back to me. How is this what? a reboot, though? It's the exact same story. It's a uh, guy I mean, gets burned well, up. Well, like Batman Begins in. was a reboot, I suppose. You know, we're doing the yeah, same I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, that's what a reboot does, um, right? Well, I thought it... it Gave something new or different, a different angle, a slightly nope. or nope. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a, so that's, a, that's a good question. It's what is just it the same shit? Reboot and remake. Well, right? reboot I mean, can't kinda, be the same thing. Yeah, reboot kind of resets the paradigm in which the movie exists and gives mm-hmm. you some new characters and new rules and well, new that's true. Place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's a reboot. This is just a remake. This is just a remake. Of, yeah. Well, who said it's what? Are they well, earlier we said it was. Oh, a, we did. Well, we, we, what, we don't know anything. What do we know? Oh, you know what? This is actually a comment. Trying to do dick jokes. Who said that? But but we we had a good conversation about. Um, RoboCop and that uh, that people are like why do you have to remake the first RoboCop and 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 he says what people don't realize is there's RoboCop 2 3, the TV show, the cartoon I mean you're wiping a big board actually away, you're not just wiping that first one off, you're, you're, you're kind of wiping the slate. The one where he fights ninjas we can forget that. Though. Yeah, we're wiping a <laughs> yeah. big slate here, so I, anyway that was a, that was a point that Bronger made that I thought was pretty But it good. does feel like a just a remake of the original because it's a yeah. defense yep. team that says except without any personality. Well, that you know, that's true too. They took some stuff out. It's not so a I don't beat know for what beat. is that now? If it's not a reboot or a re- what is it if you don't do it if you take some stuff out you of take the original. It, you make it not as good. Yeah. It's a recrapping. <laughs> Re- anyway. Well, you know what a reboot is kind of cuz you know what was a perfect reboot was Casino Royale. So there's all the trappings and things you love of the original. And now we're going to watch how that all comes. And we know how it ends. We know how it all comes together. We know there's a batarang. We know there's a costume. But we get to watch all that sort of come about and get to watch it be built, like James Bond or Batman. I think that's more of like the reboot. Yeah. Or Superman. This is a remake. It's a reboot. Remake, yeah, this yeah. is a remake. This is a remake. All right, we figured that There's out. There's no point where we're like, when are they going to have the gun in the hip? No, he's just going to have it. Well, here's something, <laughs> I would like, here's something I would like them to do that they didn't do in the first one. And you had made a note of this. Uh, why is he never shot in the face? Shoot yeah. him in the lips. That's what I say. Yeah, that's the only thing that showed up. Yeah, right. That, He's go got right armor for the everywhere. That's where I would shoot first. <laughs> hey, it's boys, still, aim for the lips. Still, bullets bouncing off of him. I just shoot, shoot that guy right in the mouth. Shoot the him in the chest. Shoot him more in the chest. <laughs> shoot him more in the chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not working. Try again. Hey, you know, and the, I think the big question on this one is: yes, the cynicism is is kind of gone in terms of those commercials and stuff, and which we really think is the bite of of the original RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Which, that's what really oh, gave it satire. A yeah, ton of personality. I mean, the the killing the guy in the office, the Ed two hundred nine. I mean, that's huge satire. Dick, you're fired. 
is huge satire. You know, it's like corporate sort of thing. But the 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 biggest thing about it, and uh, uh, one of the greatest cinematic villains of all time, is Clarence Boddicker, mm-hmm. right up there with the Hans and the Terminator and everything. Yeah. It's Clarence Boddicker is one badass, and uh, it looks like it's Jackie or. Haley in this one. It looks away from the tree. It looks kind of yeah. like a Boddicker type. But if they drop the ball on trying to bring a badass group of villains in, if they don't even go there, it's like, yeah. you really have forgotten well, the Well, you may have mentioned like that he fights other robots. Like, I hope he doesn't do that for long. Yeah, that looks like a training thing. I don't know. There is there is a scene where he shoots a bunch of robots because you have to have a bunch of things. You know what else is missing from this trailer? Boong. Oh. We didn't have a whole lot of boong. Did it have slowdown guy? Here's what we have. <laughs> well, I think it has that. <laughs> Has everything but belong. Sweet. Look at that. Like, that's crazy. Like that's a movie trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like a guy from 1980 would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's more of like a squang, or I don't know what that is. But if it catches on, we'll have to. If the catch is on, we'll have to incorrectly hey, name it. We, uh, <laughs> we should classify these. You got to start collecting these. And we'll classify these like phylum. The stutter drop. Yeah, the stutter. The slowdown. The slowdown. I do like the slowdown. I think we'll go with that one. The gun and jello. And, oh, last interesting note. The original Robocop was envisioning a future that was the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Old Detroit was like the new building was going to be by what? Yeah, yeah. They nailed Detroit. They got that right. Yeah. Everything else, though. You know, they did predict that pretty right, didn't they? Now, can this one adrenaline-fueled action pick beat all the romance in the air that's otherwise at Cineplexes this weekend? A time usually reserved for the likes of The Vow and He's Just Not That Into You? Well, expecting big things, Hollywood is already moving forward with more robo-based features. Oh, Figuring it's the robo part that brings you in, regardless of what position the half-man, half-robot has in society. So look for these films coming to theaters in the near future. This This is amazing that they have this. Robo chess expert. Oh, oh here's here's a cl- here's a short clip. Your move, creep. Oh, well, that okay. makes sense yeah. for <laughs> chess experts. Just, <laughs> just talks, uh, just defends everybody he plays with. What else we got? Robo librarian. Please keep quiet, or there will be trouble. And I should let you know, we've blocked all porn sites on the library computers, so you can no longer watch Triple X buttholes. Please resume <laughs> your job search for bus driver jobs on Monster.com. Thank you. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, that's a great clip. Good night. That is a great clip. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Oh, they're going to make Robo Protest. Robo Protest. How would that go? Oh, uh, uh, let's current. play a little clip of that. I'll show you how it goes. Play that movie. <laughs> I am programmed to hate numerous races, ages, <laughs> corporations, and sexes, and I will carry a sign at whatever funeral you program me to attend. Well, what happens if I program you to pr- t- protest Robocops? Uh, I, I'll, there you go, that's what happens. That was my opportunity to do my Michael Keaton, right? I haven't perfected my Michael Keaton impersonation. No one's yet. perfected a Michael Keaton. Damn it. I'm going to work on that. I heard there's our, I think I, I have my Tim Burton down. Is that Tim Burton? <laughs> yeah. That's how people sound from Burbank? I think so. <laughs> All right. I think there's a, there's actually another one um, like that current movie. TV is going to release a series of films. One of them is going to be called Robo Barista. Oh. Let's take a listen to that here. Okay. Regular or decaf, you are ordering next. And I can get you the Wi-Fi password if you'd like. Please be sure to check out these free iTunes downloads of our local musicians. 
I'll have a decaf coffee. I'll have a decaf espresso. I'll have a double decaf cappuccino. Do you have any decaffeinated coffee ice cream? I'll have a half double decaffeinated yes. half cap with a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon. I'll have a twist of lemon, please. I'll have a twist of lemon. No fruity drinks, I guess. <laughs> Your reference, creep. <laughs> uh, they got one more coming out, right? Do they? They do. What else? Yeah, well, I have the official press release. What else? From, direct um, from Hollywood. What could it be? It could be Robo Day Laborer. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Let's hear a clip of that. Servir a la confianza del público, protegerles inocentes, poderles ciertos. English, please. Oh. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, prune the hedges, and I promise I won't use the bathroom or masturbate to your wife while installing sheetrock. Good night. <laughs> we killed you! That is a problem we have. Right. The masturbating sheetrock layer. <laughs> well, it's solved in the future. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the anyone future who, can solve that problem. Anyone who's late. All right, listen, we can't get the comfy in our robocopiness. Uh, big movie weekend, lots to cover. Oh, there's more movies? Ladies, you want to wash that Robocop right out of your mouth? Well, Winter's <laughs> Tale is here to get the job done. It stars Academy Award winner Russell Crowe, Academy Award winner Jennifer Connelly, Academy Award winner William Hurt, Academy Award winner Eva Marie Saint, <laughs> and Colin Farrell. <laughs> Lee? Paul's favorite joke. I love it. If you're excited for a movie, and any movie will do, then you might like Winter's Tale. <laughs> It's the story of Leontes, the king of Sicily, who convinces himself that his pregnant wife is carrying his best friend's love child. Leontes' jealousy turns to tyranny as the king proceeds to destroy his entire Paul. family in a lifelong friendship, but Paul. it's a comedy, Paul. yes. Paul. That, that, that's the winter's tale, the Shakespeare's play. <laughs> this isn't that? No. Why would you name your movie the same name as a famous Shakespeare play if you're not telling Shakespeare's story? Is it a true story and they couldn't change the name of the title because the guy's name is Winter or something? Now, the trailer for this movie literally contains the words, this is not a true story. <laughs> what? Then this isn't even a real movie? Hold on, Paul. It is based on a book. Okay, then continue. The Winter's <laughs> Tale tells a magical story of love that a takes... Winter's tale, a Winter's Tale. A Winter's Tale. A Winter's Tale. Uh, or just no, Winter's. No, Winter's Tale. Winter's Tale. Just so you know, it's not Shakespeare's story. <laughs> or a winter's tale. Which no, a winter's tale is not a thing. Is not a thing. That's right. <laughs> this is not either they of those things. They should have called it that. They could have called it a uh, winter's they tale. They still failed. Winter's right. tale tells a magical story of love that takes place simultaneously in present day and 1916. Ooh, fancy. Now, I personally was so taken by this story that I meticulously looked up every single detail for this preview in order to make sure that I got the plot completely accurate. Thank God somebody did. So, the story yeah. begins with Leela Goodtits, played by TV's Jordana Jordan, who finds a mysterious Hoot Stottlemyre, plays by a guy named Guy Establishment. Hidden in her magic pantry, stealing crumpets. Now they fall in love, but soon discover the discover the magical power of the pantry can send them to the future, all the way to 2014, where the pantry rents for four thousand dollars a month. Now they would be home free if it weren't for Jarrell Angry Man, who's going to magic them back to the past by throwing them off a bridge. Go ahead, watch the trailer. See how far off I am. 
Well, thank God they say not a true story, or I might have believed everything you just said to be events that actually happened once. Well, the truth is Colin Farrell plays a burglar who falls for an heiress whose home he's burglaring. Although these are exceptionally rapey circumstances, they end up falling in love, but it turns out she's dying. Oh my God, she's the perfect woman. Smart, pretty, rich, and she'll be dead in a year. (laughs) Then he uses reincarnation to show up in New York City in the future, where he searches for the long-deceased love of his life. Colin Farrell aimlessly ambling around modern-day New York City? Yeah, he'll be good at that. But he can't possibly be in 2014 looking for her, because there's a clip where uh, he tracks her down using magic and microfiche at the (laughs) library. Paul, microfiche was a form of microfilm used to store and preserve considerable numbers of pages of printed text and photos in reduced form. The now not often used format, usually the size of a filing card, was often found at the local library. The local library was a building in every village that okay, held okay, books which were like we, little iPads. I understand. I think we've reached our young listeners. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Now, this is one of those rare movies that comes along once a year that exists only on hope. It's a movie <laughs> as long as we believe it is. <laughs> if we believe the plot makes sense and the characters are compelling, it will be there on the big screen. But like if even one of the audience members loses faith, <laughs> the movie will just be a shitty February release. <laughs> Alongside Irishman Colin Farrell is Australian Russell Crowe, who plays an Irishman. (laughs) Making sense. (laughs) Written by Akiva Goldsman, who's also making his directorial debut. Akiva Goldsman is the Oscar-winning screenwriter of A Beautiful Mind, but will also forever be the writer of Batman and Robin, Mm. which I'm sure he is hoping is something we're going to forget. But all I can say is, not this week, Akiva! Not to be confused with Frozen or Winter's Bone or Dolphin Tale. Remember the title is Winter's Tale. I'm sure everyone in Atlanta is all excited to go out and see it this weekend. But the question on your mind is probably, what is the Valentine's Day message of Winter's Tale? Uh, Not even time and space will yield to the pursuit of true love? No, Paul, the real Valentine's Day message is that ladies love Colin Farrell. Oh, yes. (laughs) Winter's Tale. He's got nudie videos out there, doesn't he? Yeah, he does with yeah. some... Uh, have you seen that with like a complete hooker in a most depressing Hollywood apartment? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I lived in that apartment, the one that was this yeah. was filled in. That's it, like on Yucca. It right? was on totally on Yucca. <laughs> if, if you've ever Yucca seen corridor, it... Yucca <laughs> Corridor, I found out that area is called. Is that what the it is? Yucca Corridor. Oh, oh, which one, is more depressing. Between Hollywood and that kind of winds yeah. up there in the dark. Yeah, yeah, like up there around Franklin or whatever yeah, yeah, that yeah, just yeah. goes from one side to another where yeah, Ed yeah. Wood used to live, I found out. Oh, sorry, out. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yucca Corridor. If you've where you ever, living? Yucca yeah. Corridor. If you've ever lived in Hollywood and have been struggling anything, you lived in the apartment that Colin had sex with that woman in. That's It's the quintessential Hollywood. It's it also looked like the apartment where, um, just to compare sex tapes, uh, um, <laughs> what's-his-face peed on that uh, girl, right? What? R. Kelly? R. Kelly. It kind of looks like the same apartment. I, I think there's one apartment where they pee on girls <laughs> they just, and stuff. This is where they go for that. Yeah. <laughs> They figure the mattress is a wreck already. Come on they run it out by the hour. <laughs> Celebrities only. But I am not going to see this movie in case you were asking. Nobody's going to see this movie. Oh, God. There's a shit about this movie. Jamie, who is not here today, uh, will not be here for a while. She's not here because it's she's seeing this? No. <laughs> no. She She's just uh, uh, off the show for about a month. will be back. But she wanted to be here simply because there's no female voice to... to yeah. To get behind some of these romantic movies. She says the book is great and she's looking forward to seeing it. 
if she's not here, how will I be in disbelief of how good season three of Sherlock is? Because you guys haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this. Oh, I should also say editor's note here. Um, let's not forget Akiva Goldsman also wrote Cinderella Man. Oh, he wrote that one? And, another... pro- and produced Jonah Hex. It's a Russell so he's kind of... You go either way with that guy. Yeah! That I always good. thought it was Akiva Goldsmith. One. Is there an Akiva Goldsmith running around somewhere? There aren't a lot of Akivas. There's a Jerry Goldsmith. There's a Jerry Goldsmith. That's and true. Akiva Goldsman. Yeah, I guess I got my Goldsman's... Not my Akiva's mixed up. No. Because there's only one. There's a sandal, the Tiva sandals. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's something else, too. <laughs> Tiva Sandals, that's just one of the things we'd rather discuss than this movie. <laughs> Continue. TiVo? Should we talk about Cinderella Tivo? Man? How was Cinderella oh, Man? Man. Cinderella Man's Speaking a great of movie. Winter's Tale, how <laughs> yeah. was Cinderella Man? It's quite a feat to, to take a, an underdog boxing story and make it fresh and exciting. Hmm. You know, and it, But it wasn't all in the script. It was just a real, I don't know how Ron Howard pulls it off. A confidence yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a game. depression era story about a guy, you know, and, and yeah, we're practically like, how do they do now. that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's Keith Winter's Tale. Also wrote the client. So oh, did he really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, the client's not bad. <laughs> Is it not bad? It's not bad. Have you seen it? That was never good. You're thinking of never bad. Tommy Lee Jones, right? Yeah. Susan Sarandon. You're thinking of the the ones made before that. No. No, okay. No, they were... Because they made, they made like... T- who the Grisham was, movies? Who was Grisham, right? Yeah. The Grisham era of filmmaking. They made like 20 Grisham movies. You're thinking of Pelican There's Brief. There's three good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? You're thinking... Isn't that Grisham? No, The Pelican Client. Brief, uh, the Client's the, the good chamber, one. We Rain all know, Maker. right? Yeah. But The Chamber. Have you seen The Chamber? That's the Ron Howard one. I never saw that one. The Rainmaker's the Coppola one. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? All these dumb Grisham novels got made by all these artists and nobody... Watches any of them. I remember a time to kill, and that was a good firm. one. And that was Joel Schumacher. Yeah, oh, wow. and that was the debut of Matthew McConaughey. It was, and I thought, hey man, he's going to do a whole lot of this, and then he didn't. I mean, the Hollywood debut. Speaking of, got his back. Speaking of him. lawyerly movies, I just saw the trailer for The Counselor now on DVD. Counselor, you know the Counselor. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a great movie. Oh, the trailer makes it look the tra- awesome. Well, the tra- well, it's a different trailer than we saw for the release of the film. The oh. release of the DVD trailer is like, fuck yeah, I want to see this shooting up, uh, suspense-thrilled, sexy movie. <laughs> Before, it was just slow-motion breezes at a pool or something. Yeah, somebody told me that movie makes eg- egregiously makes so little sense that it's like, get high, kick back, pretend you're watching a David Lynch film and just kind of enjoy it. Like, it's just a, it's a mess, but it's kind of a fun mess. That's well, I was I just curious about. why this wasn't the trailer they used to sell I the know, movie in the theater. Weird? This is such a better sell on the movie. And Winter's Tale is two trailers, too. Yeah, two different yeah, movies. But, yeah, but, but they happen at the same time. That's true. They both came out now. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. The two trailers are happening at the same time in the same trailer. It's like, what movie am I watching in the same trailer, oh, right? Because right, right. there's like a, there's the first half of that trailer is one movie, and the second half of the trailer is the second movie. They should have parsed those. One out looks as well. exciting. One looks romantic. They're like Valentine's Day. We got to get the guy and the girl into the theater. <laughs> I'm getting the whistle from the ref. This is the maximum amount of time anybody's allowed to talk about a Winter's Tale ever. Before we get so to our next out, out. <laughs> uh, quick word about Pro Flowers. No Ooh. doubt, with all this talk of romantic movies right now, you're remembering. Now that's the one's better than the Amateur Flowers because people died. If you have Amateur Flowers, <laughs> it sucks. It's, it defines the word. People suckage. can get hurt. Go to wbad.net where we have our show. And there's a Pro Flowers link right on there, and you can click on that, take care of everything you need to flower-wise for Valentine's Day. Go and order them anyway. And, uh, yeah, and that's how to uh, get that done and get something for your loved one for Valentine's Day. So And it helps uh, WBAD.net out, who put our show on every week. Yeah, I know. So especially if you're listening listeners. to us on there, yeah, go on the site and click the thing. You know, you it's click, a listenable show, right? You clicked on the box that said, click here to listen to Station. 
right? At the MBAD. Click on the boxes of pro flowers. That is the exact same amount of effort as it takes to click on something. Don't else be on one page. of those guys getting off ramp flowers. Yeah, off ramp right? flowers on the, the baskets day. of uh, whatever. They're going to contain fruit flies and they're going to kill everything in your There's house. There's probably going to be a tennis ball in the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. yeah, or a golf ball. I got, or a I got human off, hand. Yeah, a fingernail <laughs> at least. I got a. I got some off ramp flowers once, and there was a Titleist in the bottom of the thing. I'm like, how did this end up? <laughs> In my, you know, because they have them packaged and you don't know, yeah. and then you go home and you open it up and a it's fucking like... Titleist rolls across the <laughs> counter. That's because it's the same bucket they use to go poach balls at the, <laughs> exactly. the, the, the driving range. You got this his is job's clearly mixed the up. work of amateur flowers. <laughs> <laughs> don't go amateur. See? All these things can happen. All right, I'm getting a note that that's all we can talk about pro flowers. All right. Okay. We apparently. Uh, They've requested it. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, uh, have you had enough Kevin Hart? Well, Hollywood begs to differ. Our next film this week features Hart and has a screenplay based on another screenplay. So it says right there in the credits. Adam, mm-hmm. let's talk about last night. Last right. night. About last night. Yeah. Like like Black Nativity this Christmas or Black Transformers two summers ago. Hey Mudflap. What are we gonna do with this shrimp taco? No, just bump a cap in his ass, throw him in the truck, and then nobody gonna know nothing, not me. Not in my trunk. Ouch. About Last Night is a oh. project that originated with a white cast, but has been remade with more diversity to appeal to a whole new demographic. It's the Blackula of movies that used to star Rob Lowe. <laughs> Perhaps we're all one step closer to Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream of an all-black St. Elmo's fire. Now, why would you need to remake About Last Night? We all remember About Last Night with... Uh, Mm-hmm. Is it Phoebe Cates? Mm, uh, Demi Moore. Uh, same difference that year. Demi Moore and Emilio mm-hmm. Estevez? Uh, Rob Lowe. Whatever. The point is, we all remember <laughs> the original. And like the original about last night, this one will be fe- forgotten pretty quickly. That was what was so classic about sex comedies from the 80s. Mm-hmm. They were disposable. Yep. That's the one thing I think they're nailing here. <laughs> of course they're remaking a 30-something sex comedy from 1986. In some part because the special effects in the original were just so terrible. Yeah, now they have a chance to computer-generate the more believable and blacker Jim Belushi that Edward Zwick wanted with the 1986 original, but the technology was just not available. Nope. It's an all-black cast, so get ready for some crazy names, all right? Here we go. About Last Night stars Kevin Hart. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Is it Kevin uh, Kevin Hart, is it a hard to? Okay, all right. And, and then there's Michael, is it Michael? Am I even saying that right? Michael Ely? Ely? I don't even know. This is a, Joy Bryant. Joy like and happy? That's an insane name. All right. And Terrell Owens, whose name sounds like a football player. Typical. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, people? That's right. It does star Kevin Hart, Adam, who's fast becoming the Natalie Portman of 2014. This film is time <laughs> to add to his Black History Month legend. The original About Last Night was set in Chicago and starred Rob Lowe and Jim Belushi as, respectively, the thin, handsome guy and slightly dumpy, funny guy. This time around, it's set in L.A. with Michael Ealy and Kevin Hart, because legally no one in L.A. can be fat. Audiences may remember Michael Ealy, Kevin Hart, and Regina Hall were together in the film Think Like a Man. Then again, audiences may also remember they left their iPhone charging at home. (laughs) 
<laughs> Will we see an all-Hispanic cast of this next, perhaps the Bollywood version, or a bunch of Japanese actors taking this on? One day, I believe, about last night, will be like The Office, you know, where every country has their own. Now, the story can be told and played by anyone, so why not a multiracial cast to start with? Mm -hmm. If a handful of Twitter users are outraged over a Coca-Cola commercial, mm -hmm. surely the rest of America won't care if the girlfriend is black, the guy is white, his friend is Asian, and her friend is Lithuanian. Just don't sit it in Wyoming, because that suspension of disbelief is way too high. This movie is in part produced by Screen Gems, which has long stood as the high mark of highbrow cutting edge comedy and film and television. <laughs> oh, and the Three Stooges also. Yeah, well, they've been around for a while, I guess. <laughs> but the question on your mind is probably what's the Valentine's Day message of about last night? When it comes to affairs of the heart, just as special as a loved one in your arms is a true friend by your side, right? Right. Yeah, well, everything you said, just black. Oh. There we go. That's <laughs> Was everything we just said like horrible, or was it just good natured? Right? No, that was a. <laughs> I mean, I think we set the tone with it's the Blackula of movies that used to star Rob Lowe, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I. Are you guys? Do you think Kevin Hart is funny? Yes, I do. I don't know um, if he's funny in this. Jury's out for you. Still? Yeah, he's. I, he 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 always comes across as trying too hard, like. Uh, his material isn't as funny as it could be, so he's really going to sell me on... Now, is this in stand-up or in movies? Just everything I see him do. Everything. His, huh? Yeah, just when he's on uh, a, a late-night panel, when he's doing stand-up, when he's in a movie, he's just working so hard to force this humor on me. And and uh, the one thing I'll say about that is much like I always say, the sort of Vince Vaughn thing where like he's working his ass off to make the material better than it is, which yeah. I guess is an actor's job really in general. But his stand-up is his material, so he has to work to make his own material Yeah. Funnier. What I can't tell yet about Kevin Hart, if he's working his ass off so that this maybe lackluster script is given a lot more, you know, a lot more personality, or if he just locks into this like almost Chris Tucker thing and that's just his thing, right? Yeah, there's there's a little bit of that for me. But at the same time, uh, I really enjoy watching him. I, I don't know if I ever laugh out loud at anything he does or says, yeah. but I enjoy watching him. He's, he's kind of like Spalding Gray, right? He's a humorist. You know, you're not gonna really. <laughs> That's how you describe Kevin Hart. Yeah, well, it's like Garrison Keillor. He he says amusing things. You're not gonna mm -hmm. laugh out loud, but eh, you kind of okay. I get it. Nice. I have laughed out loud at his stand-up, yeah. uh, but in movies, he's still got to win me over. It's kind of like Chris Rock, who is hilarious as a stand-up. In the movies, mm. I mean, yeah. what's what's a great Chris Rock movie? You know, this New Jack City. All right, New Jack City. I'll give you that. You're totally right. <laughs> That's about the that. only one, right? See, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna you get sucker. you sucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pookie? All right. Okay. How about just one McNugget, <laughs> one rib, <laughs> one rib. Uh, what about some 80s movies that they will never remake? We've done three this week, which is a record, by the way. The last time we covered Wait uh, minute, 80s no. movies being remade in the same week was two with the A-Team Karate Kid uh, double, oh. double feature from a few Before we get to that, about last night is Demi, Demi Moore's Bush movie, right? Yeah, about last night. Yeah, that's the one where Big Bush. Not right? as big as that spread she had in the penthouse or whatever. but yeah. Right, but this was the movie that... I think we she's remember. naked in it. She and Rob Lowe were yeah. running around the, yeah. the, okay. the apartment naked. Oh, boy, that was a good Demi Moore, too, right? Yeah. <sighs> that was that was the Demi Moore. That was very Demi Moore. Yeah. That was wonderful. But, hey, we got one more movies. to talk about this week, and we're going to bring in Matt Bronger after the break okay. here to, to, to talk about uh, Endless Love. And I'll tell you the title now because I'm sure you'll forget. 
But uh, I want to also talk about that movie. You may have noticed uh, uh, what I did in the trailer, and that's a Florence and the Machine version of Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. That's just creepy. This isn't the trailer for Endless Love, this creepy version of an 80s song. I just thought the creepy songs were reserved for horror movies, right? I mean, we've seen it in The Last Exorcism and things mm-hmm. like that. So is Endless Love a horror movie? It looks that way. Yeah. Oh, it could easily go that way. I mean, you I listen think it's to the a, trailer. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Forbidden love story, but it kind of looks like someone's gonna die. Go and and you don't know when you're first watching the trailer. You're like, oh, is this? Mur- does this end in murder? Yeah, until until you hear this. Lights are on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, David. What are your future plans? I don't need much. Just nice girl to come home to. But you're not home. Yeah, that's Robert Palmer made creepy, just like they made this creepy in Insidious too. Remember this? There's nothing more that, sacrilegious than taking a standard and making it satanic. Well, that's I gotta be a honest. horror movie. So. Yeah, the idea of seeing Endless Love scares the hell out of me. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know. that, so that music, creepy, right? What's next? A whole creepy album? Oh. That's right, Paul. The Movie <laughs> Showcast is proud to welcome its newest sponsor, Creepy Hits of the 80s, <laughs> available only on album. Click the link to, on themovieguys.net to order your copy today and get the hits like... And? <laughs> Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh. And of course, creepy. Who could forget? Time can never. That's right, creepy hits of the 80s. Order now and get a bonus track. We built this city. Oh, That's the creepiest oh, one. Oh, yet. my God. That's Turn the, it off. My, oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm, I'm All right, not even going to be shovel to shower So yeah, just like you go to the Pro Flowers link on WBAD.net, go to the... the the creepy 80s music link and order yourself a copy of that for Valentine's Day I forgot if we're being well. murdered or falling in love. Yeah, so uh, that's it. We're going to take a small break here and we'll be back with our guest, Matt Bronger, and talk about Endless Love and Very any exciting. movies he's seen and everything going on with him. Uh, hang on, we'll be back in 10 seconds. 10 seconds! Poof, he's here if you're watching the YouTube video. And we are back, everybody, with uh, our special guest of the day. As I mentioned before, he's been on uh, Late Night with David Letterman. We'll find out all the cool places he's been on TV and uh, and uh, Mad TV and all sorts of madness. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Matt Bronger. Mr. Bronger, Thanks. live in the studio. Thanks, everybody. Matt, uh, good to have you here. And by everybody, you mean Adam and I. Uh, yeah, and your millions of listeners. Well, millions. that's right. Please. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I uh, told him how many there are. <laughs> I want to lead with the question we ask everybody who comes on the show. Okay. What is your favorite movie of all time? If I have to pick one, it would be Unto- uh, Untouchables. Whoops. <laughs> Freudian slip. No. We uh, already know uh, that. Good fellas. Good fellas. Good fellas. Yeah, Untouchables must be close. Though. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, I don't know if it's close, but I love that movie. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You actually got that wrong only based on the fact that we know <laughs> beforehand that 
Goodfellas was the one you wanted yeah, to Yeah, you say. asked me before. I, I peaked. Was there, you guys it was some, I peaked. Sorry, yeah. it was some pressure on there. <laughs> yeah. He didn't talk to me beforehand. You guys are everybody. Now, here's a question. As a Goodfellas <laughs> fan, as a Goodfellas fan, have you seen American Hustle? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, now, so the gripe about that is that it's kind of Scorsese light, right? Mm, yeah, I can see that. But that version of Scorsese, we don't get that anymore. So, no, like, yeah. isn't that a viable genre so much, that can be done it's now? It's so much like Hugo. <laughs> it's just exactly yeah, like close you know. your eyes they're exactly the same <laughs> yeah. no I mean it's just the way that uh, uh, that uh, Goodfellas moves yeah. you know like it just the, the cuts and how you know it just it, it, it keeps it, it keeps the, the, the story going 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 it's like I, I could see the American Hustle thing a little bit but not in that sense yeah you know? It was a little more draggy. It yes. didn't, it didn't yes. definitely move from one thing to another and carry mm-hmm. you along with it. That's not your plane, is it? <clears throat> no, no. Matt's got to catch a plane. Matt's <laughs> right. got to catch a plane, and that's probably <laughs> made him pretty nervous. Now, well, the thing I, I noticed about those two movies were there's no score, I don't think. I think it's all songs. All songs. The songs, songs yes. drive the movie. You're right. those movies. No, it, I think there is a score. For American Hustle? Uh, Goodfellas 1, American Hustle 0. <laughs> that's, the that's, that's, the the that's the score. That's the score. That's the score. Always uh, a close Matt, game. We can't. I can't slap him from here. <laughs> no. See, I, you, you've said it. You set it up exactly perfect. I know. You're closest. <laughs> I deleted the the drum out of his mm. phone, so luckily we don't have that anymore. <laughs> I usually have that right in my hip pocket. Yeah. Did you see the Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, yes, I did. Similar sort of. Uh, I think. Well, not, maybe not entirely similar editing style because yes. the, the story requires something different. Mm-hmm. But that three hours, to me, oh yeah, flew. No, because in, in, incredibly entertaining movie. Yeah, it's like well, when it House. opens with a woman bending over, it's all yeah. you've got me from the word go. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and he's blowing coke off her. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. My my only thing is like when I watched uh, Goodfellas. I mean, not to say like obviously Goodfellas is a far superior movie, but like when I watched Goodfellas, uh, as soon as I saw got into Henry Hill, who you know pretty virulent. Immoral person. Yeah, <laughs> I liked, like, I cared about him. You know, not even I liked him. I cared about what happened to him. I didn't care about what happened to anyone in Wolf of Wall Street. Like, I didn't care if they died in a fire or they went to a picnic. It was entertaining, but there's no investment in on uh, in my from my perspective. That was maybe that's just me. Yeah, but, you're right. You know. I, I, I thought it, I saw it as Animal House. I was like, it's an it's an Animal House. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be. I'm as invested in this movie as I am anybody in Animal House. Yeah. Like, I don't really care how D Day right. ends up after the movie. It, except <laughs> well, except Animal House people were people were were funny. You know, like yeah. like people are funny in Wolf of Wall Street, like Jonah Jonah uh, Hill's character, yeah. entertaining. But like, you know, Animal House, you're like, hey, these are, are funny guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't, you don't want to hang out with them. You yeah. don't want to hang out with the guys. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to do coke and have sex with strippers, like in in someone's office while everyone just stands around with their sh- their shirt tails out. Like, it's weird, isn't it? Like so the, disturbing. Okay, I'm going to bring up an old topic we we brought up. I think two weeks ago. It is weird, though. It is weird. I yes. Do, have you ever done the sex with someone else having sex in the room? Because I no. I'm telling you, exposed cock in the same room <laughs> no with thanks. me. I'm out. No thanks. It's not a casual thing for me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, had casual sex, but not like oh yeah hey it's it's stay it's fine. It's be over in yeah, a second. You do her, I'll do yeah, her, and yeah, right. this will be great. This is great. Clinking beers. We don't feel this is, doesn't make me feel sad as a as a <laughs> as an individual in the universe right now. And where's the love? Where, well, for where me, is it's, the, it's like uh, they treat it like fast food, and for me, In and Out is an event. Yes, I got to sit down and yeah. focus. Work it that's, up. That's like sex. I can't mm-hmm. just breeze through this on my that's way to the true. movies in the car or doing you know something yeah, else. It's not just on. McDonald's. You exactly. Just stop I by In and Out. Sit down. If you're with like double double. Yeah. If I if I if I which like, is my famous move by the way. <laughs> nice. Double double. <laughs> that's in the secret menu. I've never heard that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've had one of those uh, ice cold cokes. Is what I. I don't know if you had that. Yes, for that. The ladies. Like, I can't even describe what the flavor is. The it's kind of a style, fizzy thing. 
It's like water, but sweet. But I do want to bring up one of the comparisons between uh, Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street that a friend and I were talking about is that the the, the moral of the story at the end of Goodfellas is that, you know, Henry Hill kind of is, you know, a degenerate and it's a horrible life. But at the end of Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort goes to tennis prison for a couple years and then life is good. (laughs) Right. Paul and I and Adam have had this I'm sure that's what really happened, right? No, it is is is. what happened. And so my question to you, Mr. Bronger, is would you trade two years of tennis prison for everything else he's got going for him right now. Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat. And for that then, life. For, and for everything he had then. For then, 16 years yeah. of debauchery. But, so for 16 yeah. years of debauchery, you go to tennis prison for two years, and then after that, you parlay that into a movie about yourself. Yes. And you're living off the hidden money. To me, yeah. I mean, it, it's not... Yeah. I mean, I would... Yeah, most of that money's still answer, somewhere, right? Short yes. answer, yes. But, you know... The thing that would always like hang over my head is like the if you've done that much cocaine, <laughs> you're going to have a heart attack. Like you are. There's not a question. Yeah. There's not a you know you're gonna get to be. Oh, that's a good call. late forties, early fifty. You're just gonna be walking a field, and you're just gonna be like you know like Brando with the oranges in his mouth. You know, like yep. it's just gonna happen. Like, whoops. Dead yeah. like, I don't, the ground. I don't want that feeling of like where I'm wandering around like, well, this could be it. Well, this could be it. Well, this could, you know, like, oh, better not get excited. You've made the valves in your heart so thin that, <laughs> so yes, thin. a sniff of citrus could send you over the edge. Yeah. Piece of cheese, Grandpa? No, not at all. I just, all, all I eat celery. That's all I eat now. And hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, he doesn't know he's going to tennis prison. Yeah. Although exactly. he probably thinks things are going to work out pretty good for him. Right, he's right, that kind right. of guy. Yeah. He's got some palm grease. He's earned some palm grease. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so let's talk uh, about your comedy career, stand-up, man, oh, okay. TV, uh, stuff like that. <laughs> no, because talking about movies, is, right. do you ever want to make a movie? A lot of stand-up yes. guys, I think Garland made one, right? Yeah, right. I, I've got a, a, a script I've written that I'm taking out to try to get uh, set up meetings with uh, uh, people that, you know, like... F- Finance, financiers, you know, people that have money, you know, like nice. uh, OPM, uh, right? Lesson number one in Hollywood: OPM, OPM, other people's money, other people's money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't have two million dollars. <laughs> There's that too. Even if I had, you know, like <laughs> easy to keep your morality on that, <laughs> yeah, one, exactly. right? To not just pay for it yourself. OPM, because I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. But it's just, it's, it's. I spent last year writing it, uh, so I'm taking it out now. But yeah, I'd love to make a movie. Love to. How'd you come around the to the concept? Like, what sparked it? What was like? The thing where you're like, ah, I got a, or is that too much the uh, the hook? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about too much what it's what or it's maybe about, another idea but, then. But it's, it's kind of an interesting. Our topic, millions of listeners sure. steal the idea. <laughs> They're like, where, where can I get a movie idea? We yeah. are the movie guys. Hey, Matt, <laughs> Matt, they, right there in the title. Yeah, they don't need you. We throw out so much comic gold each week for them to rip <laughs> off. There are other shows just completely. You are stops. losing millions every time <laughs> you are. do the show. We are. Oh yes. I think the real <laughs> question we all want to ask though is that whatever this movie is or what it's about, uh, are there Parts for three lovable sidekicks. Absolutely, okay, great. <laughs> yes. A lot of it takes cl- place in, in a high school. I can see you guys all as teachers. So yeah, you know, chemistry, so. home ec, and gym. Yeah, okay, exactly. I see Jim. I see Jim. Yes, for you, thank for sure. you. If you're listening, his shirt is off. <laughs> uh, now Adam and I are Chicago, and, and Karen, whose seat you're in, uh, Karen uh, Volpe is uh, often here doing the show. Oh yeah, She's, cool. She has a rehearsal tonight, but she also Chicago mm-hmm. bred comedian, and you as well. Yeah, yeah. I uh, was actually born. Uh, just outside, outside Chicago in Evanston, and then my parents left oh. when I was two years old, and I grew up in Portland, Oregon. 
uh, went to school in New York and then went back to Chicago and I was there for six years doing improv and acting and that's where I started doing stand-up. Where did you New York school? Uh, Manhattanville College, which is uh, a tiny liberal arts college uh, uh, about a half an hour north of the Bronx, right near like White, White Plains. It's in Purchase. Yeah, you, you, no, you know, I'm up there, right? Upstate. Yeah, I, oh, you I, are? I applied yeah, to all of those. I got rejected from all of those. <laughs> <laughs> New York School of Visual Arts, so New Paltz, Purchase, yeah, all of them. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Ended up going to Fredonia up by Buffalo. So. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they nice. took me. At least yours is named after a Marx Brothers movie. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, but that duck soup. I believe so, okay, right? Yeah. Duck Soup University. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Duck Soup. <laughs> oh, nice. um, okay. so, but we talked beforehand about it's however your stand up. Right. They got you noticed by Mad TV. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just they were they were they were looking for uh, cast members, and uh, I went in, and, and the, the the casting lady liked me, and she kind of coached me as to what they want, and you know, it was like, oh, you gotta come up with some characters and do a couple impressions. So I worked on those, and. Just kept going and go, kept going in, kept going in. But the thing, the thing was, uh, Michael McDonald had left, so they needed their, they needed a white tall guy, you know. Oh, like, yeah. see that. So yeah, myself yeah. and Eric Price got hired, and we were the two, the only two white males in the entire cast. So we had to cover a lot of ground, you yeah. know, like uh, with if with pop yeah, culture. That's not the problem. SNL is having. <laughs> nope. And I <laughs> think you know about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, wow. You now know? you know what it's like to be Tim Meadows. Yeah. That, you know, my my uh, roommate Steve always pointed out that one season. There was one season where Bill Murray was the only white male on Saturday Night Live, and he played every white male role. Wow. So it was, I mean, obviously Chevy left in the first season, but the season after Belushi and Aykroyd left, it's that whole cast and just Bill Murray as the only male cast member. So it makes it a pretty amazing season if you like Bill Murray. I wasn't (laughs) aware of that. That's pretty great. I should look that season up. Mm -hmm. So as a stand-up, what kind of characters do you bring to something like that? Oh, what did I do? I did did this... for for I did this guy who who hangs out at the front of a gym, and when guys walk by, he tries to give him advice. And like yeah, but like he's but you know he's a, he's like a he's like a schmuck. He like he's real real bad shape. When a woman comes in, he just flexes every muscle in his body, but he's not in good shape, so he just vibrates horribly. And if a woman sits there too long, he just he's like yeah, please you should go work out, please. And like and then by a girl that sits there too long, just talking about nothing, and then he just you know goes into a, a, a spasm. Uh, there's that guy. There was a uh, a guy based on uh, an amalgam of my uncles. It was one of my early early bits. Who <laughs> super who can't, uncle? He can't believe he can't believe that anyone makes a living in, in, in anything performance. Where you're just like, <laughs> they, they just got to be something else. We're like, uh, so, so what do you do? Like I'm a comedian. What? I'm a comedian. <laughs> What? Like you just keep everything and everything's yelling. Yeah. yeah. So that this oh, gets yeah. yeah. So like like uh, he, he, he we t- were just talking about certain groups of people. That's all they do. Yes. Yeah. We were talking. About, that's all they do is yell. Just bellowing. They, yeah. They, 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 they don't talk ever. Whatever yeah. it is, doesn't matter the importance. They're yelling. Yeah. So we had him. It was me and uh, Keegan Michael Key and uh, 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 I forget who else. But I I he was he was at an airport with his wife and they were just like, well, you're gonna have to check this bag or it's 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 $40, check the bag. And he just loses it, which my, my, which my uncle did. He's like, no, like saying, ridiculous, like I could buy a car for that money. Like, no, you can't, you know. You get tires. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, so. This yeah. next one mm-hmm. is an amalgam of my uncle's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I turn around, you know, up to 10. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like doing impersonations is actually antithetical to most comedy you see at all. Definitely yours. I think mm-hmm. you, you're more personal experience. And, yeah, observational. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And, and uh, so it's funny that, that what impersonations did you do? 
Oh, oh, uh, they God, they had me doing uh, Charlie Sheen at one point. They had me doing... Uh, now, did they request these, or these that you brought to the table and oh, said, I can to, pull to, these to, off? To bring in, I was... Uh, well, they were white characters I, that they I, needed <laughs> done. Okay, uh, the obligatory Jack Nicholson, we need you to it? do... No, I did I did, I did. did ones that I did, I knew no one else was going to do, like uh, Wayne Newton and... Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 God damn, what's his name? The guy who was on Law & Order CI, who was also in Gary Full Sinise? Metal Jacket. No, oh. no. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio? Vincent D'Onofrio. How he... <laughs> On that show, he just all he does is mess with people's things. Yeah. So I just come in the office and just ask him, "Well, yeah, you were, yeah, you, so you you knew the the victim? Like, just put that down. Like, stop, stop grabbing things and play. That's all he does. If you watch that show, he just plays with everyone's stuff. And it's like that would make me so annoyed if he just comes into my office or my home and is just taking things down like CDs or whatever. And Meanwhile, open. asking about horrible crimes. Yeah, horrible yeah. things. He's like, like really invasive questions as well while he's invading your space. Yeah. yeah those shows rely. I mean, those shows rely on the, all the impersonations with the mm-hmm. topical shit, like you said. So yeah, yeah. stuff. You... Well, we and we've we've started a personal hobby of finding impersonations that nobody does that would be like amazing to do. Like we just said today, because we said the Robocop parody. Like, yes, does anybody do a Michael Keaton? No uh, one does a Michael Keaton. Yeah, and now I'm like incensed. I'm like, I want, I want to be able to do Michael Keaton. Yeah, I know there's a way to do well, it. Peter Weller. Be. No one does Peter Weller. Yeah, if exactly. He's Peter totally Weller. got a voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the yeah. greatest yeah. example. Your creep. <laughs> right. Pretty good. Well, the greatest example we had was Joel Murray, who was on, who did oh. an impersonation of his brother Bill Murray, who oh. you never thought to Nobody do. Does Bill Murray? But you can. Wow. He and nailed it because he nailed it. And Brian Doyle Murray, which is the most distinct voice oh that exists. Yeah. Yet nobody does it. And of course he nails it. He grew up with the guy. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. But to me, Brian Doyle is a little more obvious than Bill Murray. I mean, who thinks Yeah, I wouldn't do... even think. Yeah. Oh, boy, he, he, yeah. Somebody else very, did, it was uh, very laid back. Yeah. Somebody else did yeah. Super Dave Osborne. Joel. Like this. <laughs> Joel, yeah. yeah. Here's what you need to do. <laughs> I think what you need to do. Is learn the name of every one of these trees. <laughs> yeah. Joel, you have the time. Joel, that is one wacky soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> that is one nutty soap opera. Nutty? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Though. I watched that this morning for my job. Tootsie? Yeah. Nice. Love that movie. Love that movie. Yeah, oh my God. It's so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael, yeah. I begged you to get therapy. That's <laughs> <laughs> me, Michael Dorsey. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> all right, well, we have to stop talking about some of the greatest movies of all time to talk about what else is opening this week. <laughs> <laughs> the new greatest movie. Yeah, yeah. What will no doubt be one of the greatest Soon movies Soon to time. be. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, this weekend will produce a lot of forgettable movies, but none will be quite as forgettable as um, this one whose title I'm blanking on. I can't quite... Endless Love? Is it? Yes, yes! Endless Love, that is it, Rocket. Matt. Let's talk about it. Here we go. <laughs> Endless Love. Based on the tantric sex manual written by Sting and Trudy Styler, documents a three-day orgasm the two shared in a rainforest in 1994. I'm kidding. What I really meant was, who gives a shit about this movie? <laughs> it's, well, okay. I get, like, Endless Love, jokes aside, guys. It, a- it What it actually, it tells the story of John Holmes, famous 70s porn star, oh. uh, the enormous hog, from the point of view of women <laughs> who made love to him and found his love member to seemingly be without end. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I see. Oh, Endless Love. I get it now. That's, no, it's a, I'm kidding. But oh. it should, what it should say is something sincere, but no, I can't, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, have n- I have nothing. Understandable. Uh, it's actually a Another love story. I think I got it here. Uh, between oh, got it. Good. Okay, between good. young Somebody's people from different classes of society. Oh, it's another beautiful sheltered bookworm meeting another man with a shady past. Mm. And does his past finally catch up to him? It's a movie, isn't it? 
Oh, wait a minute, Karen is texting me again. Let's oh, see. she's oh, listening she's... to the she's listening to the show at her rehearsal. Oh, just outside the door here. Yes, <laughs> she says, "How could a guy that young have something happen to him a long time ago?" That's a good oh, point. Yeah, very guys, young guys don't have shady past. Look, who wouldn't be interested in a forbidden love affair <laughs> between the guy you forgot about from Magic Mike and the girl from well. Uh, Endless love. Endless yeah, love. Yeah, 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 she's just, definitely in this. That's a, that's Alex <laughs> Pettifer is the guy in question. Now, he stars here as David Elliott. The character's name in the original was David Axelrod, but studio execs changed it because no one would believe a strapping young man would one day grow a mustache, gain 100 pounds, and manage Barack Obama's presidential campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, that bullshit. would put him on the same side of the tracks as the girl he's in ah, love with. Yes. Mm. Their love affair is forbidden because she's from the upper class. Yeah, the upper class, and he's in this movie. <laughs> but really... Uh, <laughs> Lacking any Hemsworth or Tatum, we're doubtful this movie will be all that romantic. I mean, well, they're calling it a modern day Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> but then again, isn't every love story called a modern day Romeo and Juliet? Because really, who remembers what happened in Romeo and Juliet? What was it really all about? They fall in love, something happens to keep them apart, they all die the end. Oh, I guess I do remember what Romeo and Juliet was really all about. I think I wish once, uh, just once, one of the high society guys, uh, the you know, sugar daddies, would rise up. Uh, wise up, excuse me, and, and just realize that the surefire way to stop your daughter from dating that guy from the wrong side of the tracks is to do nothing. Just do nothing about it. I'm oh, cool yeah. with it. Yeah. Wow, I'm glad you're meeting a, you know, <clears throat> edgy guy from over there. Got- I'm, I'm all for it. Just to, you know, make her go, oh, wait, this is... You've got nothing not, to rebel against. nothing hot about this. <laughs> you like him, Dad? I'm not disappointing anybody it. with this yeah. move. <laughs> well, this is either the love story of the year or a spoof movie has finally managed to come out before the actual movie. <laughs> but the question on, obviously, your mind, my mind, sure. everybody's mind here is probably, what is the Valentine's Day message of Endless Love? That's a good oh, question yeah. right there. Yeah. It true seems love, obvious. True love cannot be measured by how much money you have in your bank account? Nope. Uh, it said it doesn't matter how much money you have, long as you're really pretty. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, that's, 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 that's that is lovely. Lovely. If, if it's a movie, lesson for the ages. If movies had a message across the hundred years of its history, it's, it's that, right? So this Looks. movie's just zeroing in. She Looks never, are all that matter. Well, she never, she, the royal she, never falls in love with Uggo from the wrong side of the tracks. It's always nope. dreamy guy who oh, cleans no. up nice and yep. you know when and you, there when, are a lot of rapey guys on the other side here, of the tracks. Here, try my dad's tuxedo. Let's see if it fits. And all of a sudden, he's gorgeous. Yeah. Right? Well, even even you know Shrek, you got to turn ugly like Shrek to be with Shrek. <clears throat> right. You know. That's the message. That's the message. The message is, Uggo, yeah. stick together. Mm-hmm. That's a DreamWorks message. Why don't yes. you... You can't not. That's true. She never turned back into someone, uh, a pretty human. She was See? understated. Yeah. And so I, but I always thought it was a good message that yeah. you don't have to change, but now you're saying poor ugly guys are stuck with the ugly girls their whole life, and yep. I feel bad for you them You have to now. turn them ugly. Yeah. You have yeah. to mutate Jeez. them to or, make them... Or go under hypnosis like Shallow Howl. Okay, which, which I thought was a really brave movie. If you watch that movie, I really like. Brave? That movie. Not I heard it called Brave. Go I, thought ahead. A, I thought it was a brave movie to make. What about that the one statement? where Matt Damon and what's his face are stuck together? Stuck on you. <laughs> uh, that brave. is a courageous movie. Oh, that's There's a courageous, a movie. slightly <laughs> different uh, tone to that one. No, I really thought that the message behind Shallow Howe was really a brave movie to make. I thought it was a really tough mm. thing to swallow, and it's true. And and I just love Tony Robbins in it. I love that they call him Banana Hands. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on there, Banana Hands. <laughs> Hang on, Karen is texting me from oh, rehearsal yeah. here. She says, oh, yes? Uh, Winter's Tale crosses the boundaries of time, so why isn't that movie called Endless Love? Well, that's a good point. Oh, mm. yes. You know, sometimes she's a little too deep for me. She, why, why can't she be that deep it's when she's... She's yeah. <laughs> very insightful. <laughs> She's more of a winner's tale gal. Yeah. They're, they're both, like, the people in the, in the movie are both so young. I think if I was dating someone, even if it's just like, oh, I love you, I love you too. If she was like, you know, this is 
truly an endless love. I'd be like, we're both 22. <laughs> like, you need to relax. <laughs> Look, you're getting a little clingy. I'm just saying, it's a real strong pair of words you used together. I'm just saying it has no end, Matt. <laughs> oh my God. It has no end. Why is there no lock on this, on this side of the door? This, why is this side of the door smooth? Now I'm going to end you. <laughs> Did you have that, actually, when you were in the, your 20s? Did uh, any of you have that? Endless love. Endless like a, love? Like, no. Like something that went for seven, eight years. Forget this is the one that didn't Oh, happen. Jesus, no. 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 But, it, but it was like all over every time. Like I would date a girl for like seven months, and then that was over, and I was like, that's it. I'm never going to meet it. Uh, it's yeah, so sure. dramatic. Oh, you're always the wrong like time oh, to have yeah. any disappointment. Mm-hmm. All that drama is now <clears throat> captured on film for yeah. us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. All that drama. Thank mm-hmm. you, Hollywood. Appreciate that. Did you ever have the uh, wrong side of the tracks relationship? Hmm. No, I was the wrong side of the tracks. You're a bad boy. Yeah. Well, I was just poor. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God I was pretty. That's all, and that's all that that's matters. We've <laughs> gone over that. Well, we know that. Yeah. Looks. And that was drilled into you at a young age, and yes. look where it's gotten you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're teaching Jim. <laughs> you're teaching Jim in a fake movie. That doesn't have it happen. Pretty big yet. deal. Yeah, well, that's deal. you're not you're not pitching Jim teach us A Z because that was my <laughs> I have a LLC that no, spells mine, things so mine's kids Jim like Jim teacher spelled J I M. Why didn't I think oh, of that? It's about all an all boys' right. school. Uh, Gym teachers, yes. I understand. Because the only things that succeed are titles that mean two things. Yeah, exactly. He (laughs) thought he was hired to teach Jim. He was hired to replace a guy named Jim everybody likes. (laughs) Boom! And he's supposed to, you know, act like Jim, because Jim's been killed. Jim, teacher, see? And green light. Less love. There you go. (laughs) And less love. Uh, All right, so is anybody going to see this? Are we going to see this movie at all? No, we're... Unless I lose a bet. No. No. What are we going to see instead? Are you married? No. No. Mm-mm. I'm the only married guy. Yeah, we're not going, so fuck it. There you go, see? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's uh, stop talking about that and get on to other movies we might have seen this week with a little something we call... What did you see this week? There you go. Nice. I like the end. Can you name the song that last part is from? I something it. Journey. It's got to be Journey. Uh, Close. Top Jimmy? Speaking of gyms, no. Van Halen. Okay. Oh, it does oh. sound Van Halen. Anyway, I'm stealing. No, I'm stealing audio. There you go. I've announced <laughs> it for the world. There go ahead and go. admit that. All right. Yeah. So you think about that when you buy this podcast for nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you see this week? I put to the table. I saw Dallas Buyers Club. Mm. How is it? I, I saw that. I, it was a very good movie. I saw it twice because uh, I rented it at home on the uh, on the in demand. Oh, and you create your own uh, TBS yeah. experience by just playing it all <laughs> exactly. day long, right? I just yeah. let yeah. it pause it sure. once in a while as if there's a commercial. Yep. <laughs> I clean the house. I go out and get groceries. I come back. It's still playing, and I mm-hmm. finally, you know, after 48 hours, filtered through the whole thing. Yeah. No, I, I actually really enjoyed it. And it's they got AIDS. These... They don't have AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> it's one, it's a very economical movie. It's one of those movies no. that that has. Um, and I wish I could remember. There's another movie out there that I recently saw that did this, where the scenes are are just kind of representations of of what you need to know to move the plot along and it's a style that I've seen before that I really enjoy hmm. but what I do like about uh, Ron Woodruff right that's his character's name yeah is... I believe so who's the guy that rides around town in that crazy pinto with all the decorations oh that's on Dennis him? Woodruff thank you <laughs> Ron Woodruff is correct <laughs> thank you continue I may have been thinking of Dennis mm-hmm. uh, he's just a very principled man and I always admire that. Yeah. Wh- whether you agree with mm-hmm. his structure and his principles or not, he has a very definite worldview, and things make sense inside of it or outside of it, and he knows how to act and behave and respond based on that. Right. You know, Hank Hill is the same, <laughs> the same way. Hank <laughs> of the Hill. I find that about that character. He's, he's got his principles. He's going to live his life by Walter? those guidelines. 
and that makes everything a little easier for him to decide. I can't make any decisions because I have yeah. no idea what's right or wrong. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I could do this. Maybe I can get away with that. Maybe I should do this. And Bring yeah. daddy an AIDS cocktail. Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't marry a plastic head. My, uh, my King of the Hill, brave show, by the way. So brave. <laughs> um, More, actually, to be honest, daring. daring. More of a daring show. <laughs> yes. More courageous. Um, my, my problem with that movie is it was real... Uh, it, it real one dimensional where the it, characters were to me like uh, the Jennifer Garner character, angelic woman like a like a just all teacher. heroic. Everybody's no, all heroic. No, no, no. What is she married? Is she what is her life like? Nothing. The doctor at the hospital trying to shut them down. Evil. Pure good, you know? pure evil. Yeah, yeah. just kind of. Other than that, no, I really I enjoyed that movie too. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen it. You were no. way behind on your. Oscar I am movies. so Maybe behind. Like five out of so. control behind. It's I'm embarrassed. I'm completely embarrassed if I weren't doing other things. That, I mean, <laughs> if I were just not watching movies and also doing nothing, then that'd be But I've been... If I was, you know, yeah, having a life or something. I actually watched this one movie over and over and over because I was doing a behind-the-scenes video for it, which is like a feature film from that company I used to work for in oh, Chicago. Yes. They, they made a film called No God, No Master with uh, David Strathairn mm-hmm. and Ray Wise. I got to edit uh, from Twin Peaks and yeah. RoboCop. He was one of the bad guys in RoboCop. Oh, yeah. Originally, but uh, anyway, so I watched that like over and over, and I did this behind behind the scenes uh, editing of it, and made the film look unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I'm extremely proud. Yeah. But anyway, so so I, I if I were to watch the movie No God No Master, I would say there's this movie out there called that. But now that I watch the behind the scenes that I've edited along with uh, Charlie, my roommate, there's this excellent film called <laughs> No God No Master out there. <laughs> yeah, it should be straight to theaters. I know it's straight uh, to video. What you mm. should see this making of. This yeah. thing is, it's like history written in lightning. That's all I'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to watch the movie. How's that? I'll one up. I'll just watch the behind the scenes. Watch the behind the scenes. All right. I will. <laughs> Anybody else see anything? Uh, Gravity. I finally saw oh, it. It's, still in, it's, it's back in theaters, right? Uh, yeah. That's yes. where I saw it. You saw it in 3D? Is it still in 3D uh, in theaters? I did see it in 3D. Okay. Yeah. All right. IMAX? No. No. Yeah. Okay. So Same I still here. got a chance to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And it's. Lived up to the yeah, it was really, really, uh, really incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know, know, I liked uh, if you if you find it. Uh, Louis C.K. was on uh, some some morning radio thing, or they had a camera on him or something, and he's talking about his problems with it, and it's really like he nails stuff yeah. I didn't think of that are very funny. Okay, uh, but <laughs> but I'll let you see the movie and find that. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it break your heart a little bit when like oh he's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I love him, and I can't but, even be mad at him anyway. And, and the thing is, it, it's just, it, he didn't say the movie was terrible, but he right, was right, like, right. this is bullshit. This is bullshit. You know, that I, that I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm a tremendously uncynical movie viewer, certainly mm-hmm. my first time. Like, I really just, to a degree, turn my brain off, and I'm like, I'm blindly accepting everything that's going to happen here right. until it really, like, sticks a middle finger in my face a couple times. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fuck you, movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but like, um, like, there's movies like Dark Knight, uh, you know, Batman Dark Knight. I remember, like, of course, that movie is like history written in lightning. And, uh, and, but, but somebody wrote an article about all the holes in it. And as I went through and read it, I was just like, you know what? Directing is a confidence game. And Nolan completely won because he sells uh, all of that. He sells Inception. Yeah. Uh, there was another, oh, Silver Lying's Playbook. That is a confidence game of a movie. That just falls right apart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, but it's that a confidence film, game, otherwise. Right? Yeah. But I mean, that's like what good directing is. It's a confidence game. I think it really like, it convinces you. It's like even a good movie, like Goodfellas, it's a better movie because it's, 
it's like like you said it's sewing you into the next scene into the next yes. scene the next scene yes. and that's like that sort of like confident like with its story and everything anyway yeah. so it's I always think of directing. Good directing is a, a confidence game. That's a good point. You can take good like point. a movie that makes yeah. no sense. How did he get all those uh, <clears throat> explosives on the fairies? Yeah, well, shut up. Shut up. I don't <laughs> oh, yeah. want to see that scene. Oh, no. Just... No, if you get into that, it's like the Joker <laughs> yeah. is a logistical champion. Like, there's no yeah. way. Like, right. the stuff he did. Like, yeah. Even just having, okay, so I have time to turn around and say to this say to this guy, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, I forget the line he says to the guy before he puts the gas bomb right. in his mouth. And still can drive a truck Perfectly into a line of other truck, you know, like yeah. school buses, I should say. And the Sorry. fact that the one came in behind him when it did, yeah. right after he put the bomb in the guy's bomb. Yeah, and that and that, then, that guy wasn't like, hey, that school bus just drove out of a bank. Yeah. Hey, that guy, That's odd. I, I should did report that. I should that. phone yeah. this in. That guy, yeah. no, he looks normal. You know what? Hey, looks I don't want to be a hard on. See something, say something. That's yeah, what that's I say. That's right. Right? See something, say something. That's what they say at banks. At banks. Yeah. Right. School bus drivers, they don't snitch. I know that. That movie works no, at no, all. No, no, That guy just dropped a bank. I'm going to let him keep that. Hey, man, school bus drivers He's forever. He's driving a school bus, so whatever. I don't care if he murdered everyone in that bank. <laughs> He's a school bus driver till he dies. Good enough for me. Just like me. Good enough for me. <laughs> the yellow code. <laughs> okay, our next segment is uh, a little something we call five questions for other guests, and I was just looking through my uh, my QLab software here for the it's not Q-, Q 900 of the show. I don't have it. It's <laughs> not missed here. one. So uh, Paul, we're going to have to make two. Five I think questions. I got you. I got you. What's the same? Please. Go. Five. Five. Questions. Questions for other guests. For the guests. There you go. Nice. So, uh, I think he goes <laughs> at the end. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. I was going to write a rap song. This is called Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> and then have to say those things over and over again to some funky DJ beat. That's you know? good. All right, so uh, Matt Bronker, these are questions for uh, other guests, but uh, since sure. you're here, we're going to put them to you. And, Sounds uh, good. Feel free to answer them for yes. us. After achieving such fame and success with movies like Transformers, mm. how long do you plan to maintain your anti-celebrity campaign? Oh, wow. Um, and are there any more treats in store for us? I Well, I, I obviously I have my apology uh, gallery set up right now. Yes, uh, on Beverly Boulevard. <laughs> Hashtag so. I am sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah. right. Come by and you know spit in my face. Whatever you feel like doing. Um, is that what the bag is for? Uh, well, that's initially. Yeah. Can yeah. I lift the bag up before you I? No, I didn't know what it said. Somebody wrote something on it before I left for that premiere. <laughs> oh no shit. I you know and then I saw it on the news. Oh, that's what you wrote. You jerk. <laughs> Listen, I am still famous. Okay? Yeah. I don't care what you say. I'm I'm you the boof. You were just going for a perfectly good evening on the town with a bag on your head. That's right. There's some guy who I write something. I'm not famous anymore. I was hey. going. I was pretending to be the unknown comic from the '80s. Anyone who's still perfectly yes. famous. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Matt, I was wondering what is the most annoying thing about your hotel in Sochi? Uh, oh man, um, probably the uh, the trough that goes between rooms <laughs> that we all evidently have to pee in. Hadn't heard about this. Yeah, but and not even not even to use. Have to pee in. <laughs> Like, you know, do it and whatever they say in Russian. That's but, also uh, how the rooms are heated, though, right? The <laughs> urine, the heat from the urine exchanger. <laughs> Hot urine heats all the rooms. <laughs> it's healthy. It's organic. What do they have to feed you to make sure your urine is hot? Especially hot. Borscht. I mean, it's going to be 98.6 anyway. Just but. so much borscht. <laughs> so much borscht, too. Matt Bronger, or yes. whoever we were hoping would be here for right. this question. <laughs> of all your adopted children, which one do you find sexiest? You know, you pick any of the Asians and throw a dart. I mean, the smooth skin, 
you know? Not something I'm into, but I keep an open mind, you know? I mean, don't go near my kids, but, you know, if we're talking if we're talking real, you know, yeah, got to go with any, any of the Asians. But uh, Brad would probably punch you if you asked him. My husband, Brad. Uh, actually, what I was wondering is, uh, now that you've come out, uh, what team do you think is most likely to draft you? Um, um, in other words... Uh, and know that, pl- please don't... This is not a euphemism you're using, right? Uh, no, just team. Because no, I've no. had a lot of interviews about my situation where I'm just like, look, you know. What team are you playing I'll like, for? I'll be like, Cowboys. And all I hear is snickering. It's like, look. I don't mean the Bears. Ha ha, I get it. Okay, all the right, Bears, all right. right? Yeah, like Harry Gay Man. Like, like I'd me. like to actually be drafted. Right? As a Bear, I'd like to join the Bears. No, uh, uh, I'd probably Tampa Bay. <laughs> Okay, that was great. All right, well, let's see. we got one more for you, as it is five questions. Who will you hurry to thank as you're being played off during your acceptance speech at the Oscars? Oh, boy. Um, Oh, and uh, uh, my gardener, Eduardo. Just, hey, thanks, and lay it off on the the leaf blower, okay? And stop sleeping with my daughter. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Excellent. Five. Five. Questions. The best part about that is normally I don't even play it as an outro. But I always thought since, we I, since yeah. I didn't have it, I've heard it twice. No. That's great. Hey. That's great. The thing, you know, little, uh, we weave it like a quilt. It's like oh, improv. Yeah. You make a mistake, you weave it into the quilt, right? Go. Yes. There's some yes ending going on. Mm-hmm. Right uh, well, here. let's go out big. Now, if you're going to go out big, you go out with karaoke, right? Oh, absolutely. So we, we have what they uh, say. creepy 80s karaoke specifically. All right. So if you remember earlier in the show. Yes, I do. We uh, played the creepy songs from the 80s uh, that are like the one you hear in Endless Love. Um, so let's let's just get a little bit of that. Uh, let's get, let me play a little bit of the Endless Love clip one more time. Lights are on. All right, David. What are your future plans? I don't need much. Just nice girl to come home to. But you're not home. Doesn't it sound like someone might get murdered at any moment? Any in this second movie? now. I, I know. A hatchet through the head. Just realize what the song it, that they're covering. Yeah. Yeah. So See, so, but we've got a few here that. Uh, Addicted to love. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and pick one, and uh, who wants to go first? Uh, just pick one, and we'll do uh, we'll do our own version of creepy, uh, creepy songs. Brian, which one did you pick? What do you dibs? Uh, I guess I'll do Unskinny Bop. Right. Unskinny Bop, Poison. It's a hip tune, a rock song from the 80s, but it sounds a little different when it's creepy. Here we go. What's got you so jumpy? <laughs> Why can't you sit still? Yeah. Like gasoline, you want to pump me. Leave me when you get your fill. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's good stuff. I think I, I think I speak for everyone when I say those are the words to Unskinny Bob, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Gasoline analogies. I'm sorry, yeah, if you're not saying the the title of the song, I don't even know what that song. Uh, is. No idea. Unskinny Bob, as we all know, is a song about having sex with overweight women. Um, yeah. That's hence the term Unskinny. Unskinny. Bob. Yes. yes. Sung by white guys. Yeah. The opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. All right. Yep. We're all the same, you guys. We're all the We're same. We're all the same. Yeah. We all love big. Unity. Yeah. Unity. What do you got? Who's who's next? Uh I'll do it don't mean nothing. Okay. It don't mean nothing. <laughs> Richard Marks. Cause it don't mean nothing. 
the words that you say. Don't, I think it's don't funny that. Right, mean you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you can kick it up. Really, really scary, though. <laughs> well, I was hoping for a little more instrumental behind me. But Here, I'm going to do a little uh, I Just Died in Your Arms tonight, because okay, okay. those are creepy lyrics anyway. And then, uh, But make them creepy. They sound like this. in your arms tonight must have been something you said <laughs> I just died in your arms That's creepy. That we're going to re edit this like a K tell. Like, a, you know, you'll get creepy songs from the 80s. <laughs> you'll get yeah. private hey, eyes. I'm going to do private, private eyes. eyes. They see your every move. Private eyes. They're watching you. Private eyes. They're watching you. Watching you. Watching you. Watching you. All right, gets a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You also that hear? Creepy. That was dark. You can get a little Rex. And who could forget? And who could forget? He can get a little Rex Harrison if you're not careful with these, you know, where you just speak all the words <laughs> instead of sing them. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, it's time for a big sing-along. It's the end of the world as we know it as oh, we take oh, out yeah. the well, showcase. This is a group sing-along. Yes. You guys, Creepy sing-along. You guys do that, and I will do the uh, end credits for the show. So okay, here ready? You Knock yourselves out. Well, who's going to set the tone? I will. Okay. I have a hurricane. Then somebody else do okay. this. Okay. Do we'll go around. Let's do a round. <laughs> okay. Ready? Every, every, every comment. Ready, ready? Here we go. It's exactly how R.A.M. Got figured out how it was going to go. Until yourself, churn. World serves its own needs. Don't misserve your own needs. Right, that wraps another Speed movie it up showcast, everybody. Follow us at uh, Speed The Movie Grunt. Guys on Twitter. No. Strength. Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys. The ladder starts to clatter with YouTube, fear of height. Down. Instagram. Wire in a fire. Plus, LinkedIn, all that Represent shit. Represent the seven games. Thanks to Matt Bronger, and everybody, the for coming for to <laughs> Matt, what do you got coming up? What can we plug? Uh, when will this uh, air? Lefter wasn't coming in a hurry. <laughs> Sorry, what? When will this, when will this air? Fury's Sorry. Oh, uh, tomorrow. Neck. Tomorrow? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. then. Um, I'll be at the uh, Traverse City Festival in uh, in in Traverse City, Michigan, this weekend. All so right. if you're if you're there, come by or uh, Vancouver or Northwest Festival in Vancouver next weekend. Cool. So. Right, for those so listeners cool. in the Northwest. That's the plane nice. he's got to catch. You get off to play with uh, Michael Moore, which uh, I'm envious of. That is pretty cool. cool. I, yeah. dig, I dig on him a lot. Neat. Nice. Uh, and Karen's production of Me and My Girl uh, is in Glendale Center Theater and uh, opens up on Valentine's Day, runs for seven weeks, but she'll be back in studio next week. And thanks also to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. One last thing. Thanks. Stronger's got a podcast. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Uh, ding, ding Donger. With named Matt. by Matt Dwyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ding yes. Donger with Matt Dwyer. It's on the Nerdist Network. So fifteen yeah. minute podcast. Fifteen minute podcast. In and out. Boom. Bang. Yeah. Cool. And Good. the concept. You just you. Just it, basically, I, I I hitchhike along yeah. into your iPod or car for fifteen minutes. Yeah. Just hang out and try to make you laugh, and then I leave. That's it. Yeah, it begins by saying, thanks for giving me a ride, and ends with, this is my stop, right? <laughs> this, <That's yeah>. it. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Thanks for listening. All right. It's the end of the world. As we know it. And I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs>